0: From the land of the free and the home of the chiefs with two man coverage of the red and gold. This is the locked on chief podcast part of the locked on podcast network.
1: And we're back. It's locked on chiefs brand new week, brand new opponent, uh, coming off of this bye week chiefs have, have had their relaxation. Uh, they're back in the rooms, uh, looking at film, going through meetings, getting back on track, uh, to meet these New York giants who, uh, Uh, You could call them a struggling team. Struggling is one word to to talk about when it comes to the Giants. I'm not really
2: sure. You know, I saw on Sunday that there was talk that uh, Davis Webb needed to be ready to play. Um, They weren't going away from Eli Manning yet, but the thought of them going away from Eli Manning in general is pretty surprising. Granted, he hasn't played great, but he lost. Isn't the top three receivers
1: right now? Yeah, I, I think Shepard's back, so definitely. Shepherd Shepard back? You. Okay,
2: yeah. I couldn't remember if the third guy got back or not. I knew
1: Marshall and uh, Beckham were out, but. Yeah, and folks, we're recording Sunday evening. You know, the, the Giants are losing again to the San Francisco 49ers of all teams, um, but. Sterling Shepard is making himself known. Uh, He's broken one hundred yards at this point uh, in the primary role with uh, Evan Ingram, the tight end, backing him up. Uh, They have a decent back in uh, in Darkwa uh, seventy seventy on the ground so far um, for the New York Giants. We'll see where he finishes, but you know, a a team that's got some some weapons that have had to step up, and it's it sounds like at least against the Niners, they're starting to.
2: You got to do what you got to do, and you know. You look at this team and you look at what they've gone through and the injuries they have. uh, You know, it's going to be very intriguing to me to see who they have, uh, see who Kansas City has playing uh, in Frank Zombo's role, if D Ford's back or if it's Tomba instead of Zombo, uh, because, you know, their left tackle really struggles. And I wouldn't uh, put it past Kansas City to put Justin Houston over there a couple times either.
1: Yeah, the scheme's going to be interesting against the Giants, and we are going to have a long week. We're going to talk with Seth. We're going to try to get uh, some more information on the Niners. We'll have another guest. Uh, Great stuff coming as they get ready to start this second half of the season for them. But make sure that you're subscribed. Tell your friends. Get them subscribed. We're trying to widen this conversation to as as much of Chiefs Kingdom as we can. We appreciate your help. We appreciate your reviews. Uh, We're getting those. They are tied into the pro football focus giveaway that we're doing with pro football focus. It's their edge product. When you leave us a review on iTunes and yes, it is iTunes specific. Sorry, Android users. That's where they like to find it. Uh, make sure when you leave your review that you put your Twitter handle in there. That's how PFF will contact you if you're a winner. And all you got to do is leave the review with your handle and you are entered and eligible to win that. And it's stats, uh, fantasy previews, all kinds of stuff from PFF. It's great stuff. Now, Please check out the rest of the podcast network, too. Art Stapleton does the Locked On Giants show. Great information. Uh, we're going to try to talk to him this week. If not, just give them a listen. You'll get some background on the Giants uh, and see just how deep they are in it right out there. Uh, Matt Williamson always has something on everybody, so check out the Locked On NFL as well. And before we get into we're going to talk about some of your voicemails. Uh, we've <laughs> had a couple of glitches uh, over the weeks. Uh, Come to find out Tucker uh, Hageman, sports edge down in Joplin. Uh, We've talked a number of times. Love going on that show with those guys. He left a voicemail a long time ago. Sorry, Tucker. Uh, It was one of a group that we got that came in garbled and we couldn't make out what they were asking, let alone who who they were. So uh, if you left a message and you didn't hear us talk about it or you don't hear it today, uh, the voicemails we're going to cover today, make sure you call back in. Let us know what you think. Ask your question again. I promise we will get to them. Uh, Just kind of growing pains, getting used to this system so that uh, we can hear your voices on the show. We really enjoy that, and we look forward to more of them, so please keep them coming. Um, Little bit of news before we start talking about questions, though, uh, if news is what you want to call it.
2: I don't like calling it news, uh, but Roy Miller was arrested on uh, Saturday, I guess, or was it Friday? It was the weekend. Yeah, he was arrested this weekend on – originally, I heard domestic – Violence. And then I heard battery. So I'm not exactly sure which it is. Maybe it's both. Um, but he was arrested and that's not a good look for Kansas City. It's not a good look for him. Uh, obviously, that is something that's very concerning uh, for anybody at this point.
1: Yeah, definitely not something that the Chiefs are looking for. Uh, what is treated as a family environment, you know, they, they pride themselves on that locker room. Uh, and when you get a chance to get a break and and have a week off. Uh, and evidently Roy lives in Florida you go home and something like that happens. You know, there's a lot of stressors involved. We don't know the story. We're not going to know the story for, probably for a while. So we're not going to pass judgment or, or say what we expect to happen. I don't know if anything's going to happen. Uh, they would need to replace him with a, a run oriented lineman if they do choose to cut him uh, because he did play his first meaningful snaps last week of all times.
2: Yeah, and that's something that we don't need to worry about at this point because uh, it's too early to prognosticate what they're going to do. Uh, there's too many variables that we don't know about. The person that's filed the charges has already dismissed them. Has already said that they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to move forward in prosecuting the charges, uh, but it's now up to the sheriff, I believe, in the county, and they will figure out what's going on from there. Uh, I do want to stress, though, that. You know, I'm not trying to defend the guy, but I will say there is such thing as a due process and you have to figure out what actually happens because um, right now we have no clue and I'm not going to pass judgment without having any ideas as to what's going on now. I'm not condoning that action either.
1: Fair enough. We don't even know what the action was, so I'm not going to address it until right. we have anything to even say about it. So the point is that he was part of a defense last week uh, that was able to improve against the run. It was partially some scheme. Uh, Bob using uh, the, the big nickel with two inside linebackers in the nickel package in the front. Uh, we talked a lot about that. Um, still going to be important going forward, but also what's important was the defensive lineman and having that rotation that Roy Miller was part of. Uh, so I think that's something that we're going to look forward to them continuing um, someone's going to attack it. They're going to attack those inside linebackers next, trying to force them back into the three safety set. And that's going to be the, the tale for me is can the inside linebackers and this group of, of two down linemen and two outside guys get enough pressure to keep themselves in that configuration on the field? Because I think it's the best thing for the defense going forward.
2: It would certainly change things if they could, and that would change things for the better. Uh, if they can stay in their base defense, uh, their base ish defense more, uh, it's just going to help them against the run. And the question is, is whether or not they can cover the pass well enough. And I am not sure if they can or not, but I guess we're going to find out. Luckily, we really aren't going to find out against the Giants. They don't have a great passing game to begin with. Yeah, and
1: that, that's that's very true. So we will leave that for another day. We're going to talk about
2: I, and I. I do want to say this real quick. I'm not going to call this a second bye week because it's not, but the nice thing about Kansas City going into this game is they're playing a team that they should beat handily, uh, and they should be able to play guys that maybe don't necessarily uh, get a lot of playing time late in the game.
1: Yeah, and and we're going to talk at length about this matchup and what all that it can do for this team, uh, which is get them uh, going in a positive direction to start the second half of the season, get them on a run, and that's we're going to go over the details in depth, uh, but for today, we want to get back to some voicemails, some questions. Uh, some of them are from weeks past, uh, games past, but they all have some some impact on what we're going to see going forward as the Chiefs try to regroup at the break uh, and make this push uh, come playoff time, come postseason, so that hopefully they can get a game deeper and get to a AFC championship. I think that has to really be the goal.
2: Well, I would love to see him get to the AFC Championship, but I don't think that needs to be their goal. Their goal needs to be the Super Bowl.
1: Fair enough. All right, well, let's get started.
0: Hi, guys. This is Todd, Batman2287. I'm just listening to your podcast this morning about talking about yesterday's podcast with the Houston Texans people. And uh, I left you a Snapchat also. Um, they hadn't seen yet but uh, yeah they're extremely cocky and they were irritating yesterday and I was quite frustrated listening to them but uh, I'm glad you guys had felt the same way because I felt like it was a slap in our faces but uh, anyway just want to make that comment and uh, keep up the good work you guys do an awesome job and uh, go Chiefs.
1: Well thank you and you know We try to do uh, cross shows with as many people as we can, especially if they're on the network. And sometimes folks have opinions that are going to rub us the wrong way. You know, was that game what they expected? No, I don't think so. Uh, I was pretty confident the Chiefs were going to to hand the Cowboys a loss too. So I'm sure to some Dallas fans, I probably came off a little bit uh, full of myself as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the way you – when you watch a team enough, you start to think that maybe they could be better than they are, and I think that's really what was going on with the Texans. I think that you look at what Deshaun Watson gave them uh, going into that game, and it was something that they hadn't had in forever, and that was exciting for them, and I get it. Uh, but you're right, it was frustrating. It was frustrating for me to sit there and listen to it and not be able to really say much about it. I mean, I, you know, you can argue, but when you're going against – when it's two versus one and you're trying to – Uh, Be as professionals you can be. You let somebody have their opinion, and and you just go with it.
1: And it's still valuable because I think it gives you an idea as to what the fan base of the other team is thinking as well. So even if it's frustrating, just take it with a grain of salt so you know where they're coming from. We're going to keep doing it in order to get information and try to give us a clue so that we're a little more accurate in our predictions, although I have to say we've been doing pretty well. I don't think I've picked a loss, but other than that, my scores have been pretty tight this season. Well, I'm just waiting for you to pick a loss.
2: Someday I will. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be this week.
1: No, you're probably right. <laughs> and if that uh, sounds cocky,
2: that sounds cocky. That's
1: fine. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> we'll Pretty We'll we'll deal with it when that comes up. Let's see what else we got.
3: Hey, fellas, what's going on? Love the show, man. Good to see Chris McGinnis. I'm out here in San Diego. Tough, tough game last night. Watched it with some uh, some of my Raider fans out here. Um, I got three level-headed ones out here with me though that realized we got screwed a little bit. Just want your thoughts on uh, a few things like how close is Steven Nelson to coming back? <laughs> how close is Tom to coming back? You know, we're going to see him in Denver. It's going to be a few more weeks. And one other thing about the offense, I feel that. A lot of the shifts and motions and the RPO are going to come back once we get Morse and LDT back on the line because I feel like once LDT got hurt, the offense kind of shifted uh, back a little bit, and we saw that in Pittsburgh game and obviously the Oakland game, but I feel like once LDT and Morse are back on the line and we get the full offensive line, we'll see a Hunt, you know, running run wild again, and we'll see the, a lot of the we saw the first five weeks. Once again, man, out in here in San Diego. Love the show. Keep up the good work.
1: Well, thanks. Love hearing that. And honestly, I love hearing from fans in other AFC West towns. So that's awesome. You know, it hit a lot of nails that have come to be important. Uh Steven Nelson, obviously, we're happy with his return, right? Tom Bahali, question mark, looked good in his first return, but really gonna see him a lot after this bye. Uh, I think really. The thing that I liked about that comment, that voicemail the most, uh, hit the nail on the head with LDT, and we're just going to see him start to return, I think, here, starting against the Giants.
2: Yeah, and that's exciting because you get him back, and you get Morse back like they've had, and you're in a great position moving forward because you have two guys that are huge pieces of your line obviously LDT got the huge contract extension in the offseason Kansas City's got to be thinking about what they're going to do with Mitch Morse because his contract's coming up due soon as well Um, so you look at those two guys and they are huge cogs and they're not easily replaced Zach Fulton is a good center but he is not as good at guard and he cannot move like either of those guys uh, so it is a big, big deal for them to get back. What I'm really interested in is to find out is whether or not the left guard is going to change.
1: I do as well. And that, I think, will be precipitated as to how the the rest of that goes. One other thing that he mentioned that I think is, it was very accurate in his observation that uh, a lot of the motions, a lot of the tighter stuff, some of the inside RPO, the shovel pass in particular – uh, is dependent on that interior three. And now that LDT had a game back and knocked off some of the rust uh, with a couple of weeks of practice, I think he should be ready to go. I, I'm very eager to see that as well. This, does the offense uh, go back to bringing some of those elements in now that you have your interior three at least where you started uh, to begin the season and maybe even upgraded if Feingers if back in there?
2: Yeah, if Ianger's back, that gives you a huge upgrade, uh, I, I think, as well. I think Whitman's played well for the most part, but I don't think he can play near as well as Ianger can, at least from what we saw last year. The question is, is Ianger going to be back, and is he going to be healthy? Uh, as far as Tomba is concerned, I was very impressed with what I saw in his limited action that he had, and I'm very happy with seeing Steven Nelson back on the field. You have to also wonder if Terrence Mitchell makes a comeback this week uh, after having three or four weeks off for the most part.
1: Yeah, I, I have to think that's going to be one of the, the bigger storylines of this upcoming week. Uh, also got a, another note from Jeff out in Nashville. Love seeing that we have Nashville fans. I love going down there. I just spent too much time uh, on Legends Corner listening to people sing. So uh, let's hear what he had to say.
0: Hey, Locked On. This is Jeff. on Nashville, JP8 and seven Twitter handle. Uh, just listening to the podcast today, I thought the analysis of the offense was good. Curious to see what you guys see about the defense tomorrow. For me, it just seems like we don't have an aggressive nature going forward in the defense. And it just seems like um, they get the third down and they'll get a lot of stuff where it's third and long. And we just fail to get off the field. Just want to know your guys' opinions on what you see. If you see just is it an overall aggress- aggressiveness that we're missing? Or is it a scheme that they're playing with Bob Sutton? And also, uh, just I listen to a lot of podcasts, too. And another thing I'm kind of tired of hearing all the other analysts out in the NFL beat up on the Chiefs about is, the couple losses they have had, yeah, we had things not go our way, sure. But we've also, like you guys have said, we've played one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, and you look at people like, you know, the Steelers, everybody's really high on them. I mean, they lost the Bears, and the Bears, yes, they have a good defense, sure, but they're nothing to write home about. And, yeah, they still don't get any praises in their schedule. When you look at it, it's not nearly the strength. So uh, I just want to say I hope that the Chiefs get this stuff figured out over the uh, bye week and look forward to you guys' comments. Thanks.
2: Real quick, I do want to say something about the last call, and I do apologize. I meant to mention this before. Uh, very cool that you have Raider fans that were saying that the Chiefs kind of got screwed. That was very surprising uh, to hear Raider fans actually admit that because I still think that that was one of those games that Kansas City had no business losing. Um, but they didn't make their own breaks.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. There are good Raiders fans. A good friend of mine, godfather to my children, is a Raiders fan, and God love him. He sits through Chiefs games with me sometimes. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you have a godfather that's a Raiders fan, a godfather to your children that's a Raiders fan, and a wife that's a Broncos fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy.
1: Yep, and I got I got aunts and uncles in San Diego as well. We're we're a Navy family, so we're kind of all over the AFC West. You really are uh, asking for some trouble there and and family family time. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, I went to high school in Seattle too. Yeah. They, they were AFC West then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but Jeff has has some good points, and I think aggressiveness is important. Uh, we highlighted what we did see in that change. Uh, in the defensive front last week. And not only did the, did the inside linebackers play together more on the field, uh, both KPL and Raglan playing more snaps, um, but you saw them run some stunts. Uh, there were, I, by my count, three blitzes called uh, with DJ and whoever was with him uh, twisting and doing a cross stunt inside on the A-gaps. I think that's important. Uh, I like that kind of aggressiveness. The A-gap in particular – against quarterbacks in this league when you have guys like Benny Logan and Chris Jones eating up blocks, the A-gap pressure can be particularly effective, and I think you need to see more of that. Um, but I think really the, the number one aggressive thing that we're not seeing is outside, and, and I really want to see it more.
2: Outside? You mean outside pressure or outside?
1: I mean the corners. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's Playing man is one thing. Playing off man is a completely other thing, which I think Acker probably uh, is at a disadvantage when playing zone or off man, uh, like we've seen the last couple weeks. You let them get in guys' faces and be up on the line and be physical at the line of scrimmage off the snap, I think that only helps this defense. Especially if they're thinking about staying in this kind of uh, cover two, man under type shell, which I think is very effective when played correctly. Um, That may be what the future holds in terms of their success. Well, and it's kind of crazy to me because you look at what they have with Marcus
2: Peters. Marcus Peters would be better jamming the wide receiver. Terrence Mitchell would be better jamming the wide receiver. Kenneth Acker would be better jamming the wide receiver. Are you going to tell me that Steven Nelson would be better jamming the wide receiver? I mean, all of their corners, maybe outside of Philip Gaines, are more physical, and yet they play off man, and it, it drives me insane. Because you, you play that type of defense, and you just give up all the soft crap, and you can't stop it.
1: Yeah, and that's the number one thing, especially when you see guys catch slants on this team. When you see guys turn those slants into slogos and take off down the field, that's stuff that can be stopped with pressure at the line. Now, yes, uh, as of late, uh, the zone defense the Chiefs have been running in the back has been attacked successfully, especially against Dallas. Uh, I still think man and press man is where this team can win the most.
2: Well... Okay, so the zone's been attacked and they've been successful with it. But if you – I still am of the opinion that if they ran press man on a regular basis that things would be a lot different than they are and they would be a lot more successful than they have been. Um, Just because with all those in-cutting routes and those timing routes, jamming them at the line of scrimmage, you're going to screw up the timing of those and that could give your guy enough time to get there.
1: Yeah, I mean, in-cutting routes are, are always going to be a problem for this team. But the dig, the deep dig, is something that has to be done on time. And I think by disrupting that one in particular, that seems to be one of this, the singular routes that plagues this team in terms of, of, of getting first downs, especially when in third and long. Uh, I think that's definitely something that can be affected by taking that guy out and, and pressing him at the line to at least disrupt, disrupt the pattern if nothing else, just to throw that timing off. You're not going to get any arguments for me. I, I really wish
2: that they would go to press man. I think they would be, like I said before, a lot more successful. But uh, until Bob Sutton changes his ways, that's not going to happen. And um, I think it's going to be to their detriment in the end.
1: Well, we'll keep screaming it. I, Bob changes things up. It just takes him a while to get the – Get the idea to do it, so we'll just keep screaming it. Yeah, but uh, before we go,
2: he's only cha- <laughs> he's he's only
1: changed things up a couple
2: of times, and considering he's never really ran press man in four years, and he's had mostly the same corners for most of the last three. Uh, I'm not feeling very. Uh, All right, I'm going to try to be positive for you. Okay, go right ahead.
1: Okay. I'll try it. <laughs> now, before we run, I, I want to make sure that we cover uh, the iTunes reviews because I know you guys are putting them out there. We, we're seeing a lot of great reviews. Really appreciate it. Some of you still aren't leaving your Twitter handles in there. If you don't have a Twitter account, I understand. I didn't until we started doing this podcast either. Go get one. Follow me at Ryan Tracy NFL and follow Locked On Chiefs. Follow I at Chris Clark NFL, and we we will get back with you. You'll get some information out of it. Uh, I want to go down a couple of them, let everybody be heard. Um, First, I really appreciate this from GDJ502, Gold Standard and Chiefs Podcast. I love the sound of that. Uh, We have a video channel that's going to come online eventually called the Red and Gold Report, so thanks for that. Insights backed by a, a wealth of knowledge and stats, and they're not homers thanks. We work really hard at that. We're both two people that follow this team for a reason, but we we try to be impartial as much as we can. Uh, We'll tell you like it is, good or bad, and that's something we've spent a lot of time trying to make sure that we handle. Uh, So thanks for that. Uh, Other reviews came in from from Random Player, Steakhouse, Just the Facts, Uh, Jeeves, I I like that name, Uh, Spezzled. that sounds kind of interesting. Glad you enjoyed the show. NMB4KC, And Geyser B, active military station in Italy. Thank you very much. I think we've talked about you before. You found us through Arrowhead Pride of All. You must be listening to Seth or something, right?
2: Yeah, and the last one is Lola Yellowfeather. Uh, She says, I love this podcast. Me and my other half have a long commute to work every day, and this podcast keeps him updated and entertained on his chiefs. He gets his daily dose of the chiefs, and I get my daily nap. Well, we're happy to help out (laughs) on both regards, I suppose
1: well thanks for leaving it Lola I guess yeah. we would have maybe flipped it but hey glad it works for you too well and folks we're going to keep it coming like I said we have we have guests we're going to try to talk with Art we're going to talk with Seth this week great stuff coming for you get ready for these Giants a chance for this team to get right we're looking forward to it and hope you are too uh, we'll have a great week thanks for listening to us today and we will talk to you tomorrow thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast while you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.